It's okay, Hank. It's your turn, yes. Okay, uh, thank you for the invitation to speak at, at this meeting. It's always an, uh, a pleasure and an I'm honor. Right. To I've got a giant penis. Boy, that was, that was interesting. Um, as I started to say, my name is Hank Nyer. I believe in giving my last name, and I'll tell you why. Because it says at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media. But God forbid a person is in the hospital, and I, I've been hospitalized in recovery. I've got coming up on 35 years of imperfect abstinence. My top rate was over 400 pounds, and I've released them keeping off about 140 and I know I have some more weight to lose. I've lost some more, and I've lost and gained weight in recovery. And um, a, a lot of people start over. Sometimes I say, do I start over? I start over every day. And it's sort of like if, if we were driving. I'm in California now, and I, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. If I was driving from Brooklyn to California and I had a flat tire in Cleveland, Ohio, I wouldn't go back to Brooklyn to get a new tire and start over again. I just pick up where I left off, and I keep moving forward, and I'm a firm believer in that. I also believe in giving my last name because I may have said this before. I'm old. I don't look – I don't. I look about – I'm about 20 years older than what people tell me I look. So um, I've been in the program coming up on 35 years. Uh, as I said, I weighed over 400 pounds when I got here. And I'm about uh, 265, something like that, 265, 266. Uh, I want to get down into the 230s. That's a, that's a good weight. I've gained weight back during the pandemic. I've had some back surgery uh, and some other kind of surgery where I'm pretty much housebound now. And, um, and, well, today was a nice day. I was able to get in the jacuzzi where I live in Southern California. This uh, development has a jacuzzi. And sometimes I think I'm the only one who – Myself and a couple of squirrels like the jacuzzi. Uh, very rarely are there other people in it, or at the time uh, that I go in, there's nobody else in there. And I don't just sit and let the hot water run. I do a series of exercises, uh, stretching and squats and bending and, and moving. Uh, that's the whole thing uh, that I do. Uh, my food is usually three meals and a couple of snacks. I, I eat a lot of apples. Uh, some things I don't eat. And if there's something I like that's questionable, how it works for me is um, I throw some away before I start. Every once in a while, I want some that's healthy in um, moderation. And I don't know any compulsive overeater who knows what the word moderation is. So if you can't eat moderately, don't eat it at all. So what I do once in a while, I like almonds, which are healthy. And, I, and Trader Joe's has them in an individual, one large bag with about 12 individually packed servings and I take one or two, and I take one bag out and I throw a couple of the almonds away so as long as I'm not eating all of them then I consider myself abstinent if I eat all of them and then open up another bag then I talk to my sponsor about it but by throwing two or three away before I even start as long as I'm not eating all of it it's okay with me for today uh, hopefully I'll have the willingness now uh, to do this I don't know if I said before, I'm, I'm 80 years old. I'm 81 years old, actually. Uh, I've, I am the longest living person of my generation in, um, in, my, in my, cousin, my first cousins. I, uh, last year, I lost two first cousins. Interestingly enough, they, they were both a year older than I am. Their, their fathers were brothers 
and my mother was the older sister of, the, of those two men. And uh, they were born a week apart, and they died a week apart. And I think they were both 80, and and I'm 81 now, so I'm the oldest. No one in the no one in my family has lived longer than I have. You know, at different times. My mother died in her. Um, I think she was 80 or 81, and I've outlived her. My dad was in the 60s, um, and I and I still have some issues with food and, and whatever. You know, I, I, we're not cured. You know, the, the cured is a ham is cured, and uh, you know, so I, so I don't want to be cured. I just want to be recovering, and um, and I'm walking. I had back surgery uh, last year, so I walk with a walker now, and I have a, I have a mobile walker, and I have a four-legged a cane that I walk with, and uh, and it's difficult. But as I said, I get in the jacuzzi, and that that's the best thing that I that I enjoy doing the most. Um, I've given service at all levels. I've given service at uh, the group, the intergroup, uh, the service. I've been a world service delegate, um, and uh, one of the things that I'm most proud of um, is uh, I served on a con- I was um, living in Arizona, and there were two intergroups in Arizona, and they had it, they had this fight over something. I don't remember what it was before I got there. And when I got there, we uh, formed a committee, and we resolved the differences. And then now they're one united intergroup again. But in the book, the OA 12 and 12, it talks about them breaking up because they had differences, and they decided. And at a World Service Conference uh, thing, I was on a committee, and I suggested, and it was approved. I said, "You have to tell you telling people that they broke up, they fractured, and went their own separate ways. It's more important to you know if you're going to say that to let them know that after a while they got together and resolved their issues, and that's added as a footnote in in the OA 12 and 12. I don't remember the chapter that it's in. Uh, so I do that. Um, let's see, what else can I say? I just went, uh, I was in Las Vegas uh, during Super Bowl weekend, and I have some friends, and, and uh, I eat. And if, I, if I'm at home, I, I pretty much weigh my food at home. But if I go out to eat, I always leave a bite of each part of the meal. Um, so that, that's how I'm, as long as I'm not eating all of it, I'm okay. And sometimes I want some things that I really shouldn't be eating at all, and I pray for the willingness. But every once in a while, I'll do it, and I'll open the bag, and I'll throw a handful away. So as long as I'm not eating all of it, and I'm not doing it every day or, or four out of seven days, I do it once every six days or seven days, it gives me a little lions. You know, I'm 81 years old, as I said. Um, um, uh, most people look at me, and, they, and, and I ask them, how old do you think I am? And I don't know if they're being nice or they're being honest, but most people think I'm in my 60s. And, and I'm blessed with whatever I'm blessed with. I'd like to say good genes, but my father died in his 60s. Um, my mother died in, in her, she was 81, and maybe I have her longevity. But she was the only one of her siblings who lasted into her eight, got it into her 80s. So um, I have a dog. I'm blessed with uh, two neighbors uh, who are identical twin sisters, and they've sort of adopted me as the grandfather, and they help me walk my dog. They go shopping with me. Uh, they help me with my laundry and things like that. Um, I'm forgetful. I have some uh, short-term memory loss uh, that I'm dealing with now, um, but uh, I go I go along. I, I do I do what I do, 
And uh, people say, what's the best time to call? And, you know, there's a story in the, in the, OA, in the AA 12 and 12 where a guy calls somebody, where I heard, when I heard somebody share to me that a guy said uh, at 2 o'clock in the here's the difference between an alcoholic and a compulsive overeater. If an alcoholic wants to take a drink at 2 a.m., he picks up the phone and calls one person, and within 15 minutes, there are three sober alcoholics at his house talking him out of it. If a compulsive overeater wants to overeat at, at 10 a, at 10 p.m., he does, and a week later, he tells his sponsor. So I t- I'm pretty honest with my food. Um, somebody said honesty has no degrees. Either you're honest or you're not honest. You know, so I'm honest. I tell my sponsor what I eat every, every day. Uh, I tell him, and I report after I do it. Sometimes I do it by after each meal. I know I'm a pain in the butt. But it's, you know, that is there. And I'll tell you a funny story. I was in the, in the hospital. I'm a veteran. I was in the VA hospital. I had surgery. And uh, I'm Jewish. And there was this uh, other, there were three other men in, in, the, uh, in the ward with me, different things. And one of the other men was an Orthodox Jew. And his wife was cooking for him. And when she found out that I was Jewish, she started cooking for us. When the gent- two Gentile patients saw how well we're eating, the woman had to cook for all of us. And we were in there about a week or whatever. And I've had people visit, as I said, people in program have visited me when I've been in the hospital. And uh, that's a blessing. That's why I give my last name. And, and I always tell people, here, here, you call me. And what's the best time to call? My phone is very rarely shut off. I said, the best time to call is before you eat because, you know, it's okay to say, hey, I'm going to eat this, you know, or whatever. But sometimes there's shame or whatever, and it's not, and it's, as I said, this disease is cunning, baffling, powerful, jealous, and patient. It's out to get us. It hates our recovery. It it really does. It wants wants to to do everything it can to to ensnare me back into its grips and to do its bidding. And what is its bidding? Its bidding is to, to be totally isolated, not caring about anybody, not not doing anything for anybody you know, there. Um, I tell people the best time to call is to call before you eat or while you're eating or do something. Or if you're just feeling lonely, you see, alcoholics are social for the most part until they get into the, the drills. But compulsive overeaters, we may be friendly or whatever, but we want to do our eating in, in isolation. You know, and alcoholics would drink. They, you know, drinking was okay to drink. Um, and, uh, I'll tell you a funny story. I'll, I'll have a light beer once in a while. I'm not an alcoholic, so I'll, I'll have wine or whatever. And uh, a friend of mine and I went to a Dodgers game at Dodger Stadium, and they were doing something. They were, I think they were honoring Jackie Robinson or, or somebody. Oh, they were Jack, Jackie Robinson. And they were selling beer bottles with the beer in it with Jackie Robinson's picture on it. And I saw Jackie Robinson play at, at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn, New York. I grew up in Brooklyn, and, 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 and he was my favorite player. He was an established star by the time he came in 47, when I was five years old, going on six. So, you know, when, by the time I was aware of what was going on, Jackie Robinson was a star. And um, where was I going with the story? Oh, see, this is the stuff. I start out with something. Oh. So I, w- I was going to Dodger Stadium, 
and um, they, they were selling the, the, the commemorative beer bottles with Jackie Robinson's picture. So I bought one beer. It was a light beer, and I drank it. I said, I'm going to buy another one and take it so I'll have the bottle home. The, the guards confiscated the beer, which you're not because people get in fights. You're not supposed to take beer bottles out of the stadium. So they're selling these souvenir beer bottles, but you can't take it out of the stadium, which is ridiculous. Or hide it. So I said to the guy, you know, well, let me drink it. I'll drink it, and then I'll have an empty bottle to take out. He, he took the bottle away from. Me. So it was, you know, one of one of the things I have. As I said, I saw Robinson play at Ebbets Field. Um, I remember where I was when the 1951 Dodgers. Um, was, finally won the World Series over the Giant over the Yankees. That was in '55. That was '55. Uh, when the only time they did that. Anyway, um, how much time do I have left? Can somebody tell me. Okay, I'll just keep talking about things. Uh, as I said, I have about seven over. minutes. Seven you have minutes seven left. minutes. And then five or just seven, seven altogether? Yeah. Seven altogether. Okay. Seven altogether. Okay. So um, I weigh myself. I have a chiropractor, and I see the chiropractor, and I get on his scale once in a while. And, and it's pretty, pretty accurate. I, I want to lose some more weight. Uh, as I said, I'm in the 260s, and, and I'd like to get back uh, down under, to, you know, around 240, 235. That's a good weight for me. I, I used to be 6'3", now I'm about 6'1 and a half. Uh, God willing, I'll be 82 years old in, in less than six months. I've lived a, a decade longer than my dad and a, and a few months uh, longer than my mom. Um, um, I really don't know what else I can say. Um, so I think what I'd like to do, if it's okay with the group, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end there. And I'll open it for questions. Let's say the last five or six minutes. If you have anything you'd like to ask me, ask me. Please do that, and I'll deal with that for the next five minutes. So, thank you again for inviting me to share. Okay, Hank. Before we do that, did you want to? I'm going to turn the recording off for questions. Did you want to leave your phone number before I turn off the recording? Sure. Uh, my phone number is area code 818-939-4232. Again, 818-939-4232. Thank you very much. <laughs> 